0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional terms apply. Let me start with a man first. You know, I think that's the most important thing. And uh, just a terrific family man, a terrific loyal coach all the way through it. I mean, the the things he stands for, I think, are, are really important. And uh, the discipline and those type of things as a person, great communicator. You know, as a coach, I've kind of hit some of those things I think are critical, is the ability to communicate to all. And uh, I, I think setting a standard, setting a foundation is what he'll do. And uh, he's done that. He did a terrific job of that, of helped rebuild the roster and then rebuild that defense up in Indy and we did the same with Dallas when he was here so I, I think he uh he checks every box that I can see.
1: Welcome into the WVBM in-depth podcast I'm Mark Grody that was the voice of Rod Marinelli who worked five seasons in Dallas with the Bears brand new head coach Matt Eberflus, and that cut courtesy of 670 to score, specifically the Parkins and Spiegel show. So Matt Eberflus is in for the Bears. J.J. Stankovitz, a familiar name in Chicago because he covered the Bears for years at NBC Sports, at NBC Sports Chicago. And J.J. Stankovitz, now a writer for the Indianapolis Colts website. J.J., thanks for joining us here on the In-Depth Podcast the Bears head coach that is Matt Eberflus, who was the defensive coordinator for the Colts from 2018 until now, is this a good hire for the Bears? Yeah. I mean, just straight up. Yeah. Cause Matt Eberflus is a really good head, a really good coach. Um, you know, from a leadership standpoint, he's so clear in the expectations he sets for his coaches and players. There is no gray area. There is no special treatment. It is, This is the standard and you need to hit it as a, a coach, as an X's and O's guy, you know, he's got a way that he plays. Uh, He's got a way that he plays defense, but he's not rigid. He's not married to there being one way. And, you know, that's his way. He is willing to make some tweaks, uh, you know, and kind of, you know, change some things like this year, the Colts were primarily a zone team. They played a lot of cover two. But they they played more man this year than they had ever before under Matt Eberflus, and they got 33 takeaways, second in the NFL. So <laughs> the results are pretty good. Um, he's just he he knows what he's doing from those two standpoints, and I think you look at the influences that he has had over his coaching career. Um, you know, starting with Gary Pinkel, one of the best college coaches of the last couple decades at the University of Missouri and at Toledo. And then moving on to the NFL, you know, you played the Rod Marinelli clip coming in. Rod Marinelli is a big influence for Matt Eberfluss. And then coming to Indianapolis and getting to work with Frank Reich, one of the best offensive play callers in the NFL and offensive minds in the NFL. All those really, you know, kind of make Matt Eberfluss who he is. And that is a really good football coach. Someone who, you know, I have no doubt will find success in Chicago. I think it was a really important Distinction that you made about his the running of a defense. I mean, he he essentially had has run. I mean, his base defense is a, a four-three Tampa two, but you said that he obviously can be flexible. As you know, JJ, things have not changed since you were covering the Bears on a daily basis. The Bears have run a three-four defense for the last four or so years. It, do you think that when Matt Eberflus comes in that he will switch it up or would he be amenable to keeping it as a, a three, four defense? I would say he would probably switch it up, but I don't think, you know, it's a hundred percent either way. Right. Um, you know, I don't, if he comes in and he evaluates this roster and really sinks his teeth into it and feels like, you know what, like ah, three, four is probably the best for this team. Then the bears could stay as a three, four defense and he could, you know, figure it out. He's not, you know, necessarily the guy who's going to walk in and be like, this is how we're playing. And you have to, you know, you have to figure it out. It's how can I figure out how to put my players in the best positions? The one thing I will say, Mark, you know, when you, you think about a four, three versus a three, four, a lot of the difference there is in your edge rushers playing with their hands in the dirt or playing in a two point staff and ro- stance, Robert Quinn and, and Khalil Mack both have experience both with our hands in the dirt and with the two point stance. So I think that probably helps you out just from the starting point of looking and saying like, all right, like can we make this work with whatever base defense and base front we want to play? All right. The big question, obviously he's built a big name for himself as a, a defensive guy, play defense in, you know, when he played the game. So pretty trusting of the fact that he's going to run a solid defense, but you know, the the most important thing for the bears right now is to get a consistently good offense. You'd have obviously Justin Fields heading into his second year. How do you feel about that side of things with Matt Eberflus? Can he coach offense? Well, I, I think if he's getting a second look in Chicago, which he did, and he got a second look in Jacksonville, you're talking about two teams, Mark, who have Quarterbacks who were drafted in the first round last year. If both of those teams say, say "Hey, we're so impressed by what Fluce told us in that first interview that we want to bring him back for another one," he's probably got a pretty good plan for what he's going to do on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, specifically with the quarterback position. So, I would trust that. You know, th- this isn't uh, the Bears maybe making a reach and being like, you know, all right, can he do it? He probably has communicated to them. Just like he probably did to Jacksonville, hey, here's how we're going to get the most out of the most important asset on our team, which is the young quarterback on a rookie contract. So I I wouldn't worry about that. Now, if you're, I don't know who he would bring in to be his coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball, but again, I imagine it's probably a pretty good list of guys—guys who you know, folks around the league know have potential to be, you know, an offensive coordinator or a quarterbacks coach or whatever it may be um i you know and and the other thing is you know he worked with frank reich for four years and he he definitely learned from frank reich about how to think about offense how to view offense and what it takes to coach a good offense because the you know the colts have a pretty good offense here in indianapolis well i like That you uh, mentioned him as as Fluce. So now I already know his nickname. I know that what we'll be referring to him as, Matt Eber Fluce, becomes Fluce. I I understand that. Uh, That said, what kind of guy is Fluce? Like, what are we going to get in in the media? Is he rah rah guy? Is he reserved? What kind of a dude are we getting with with Fluce? I would say he's pretty direct. Um, You know, in his press conferences, he's going to be pretty direct. He's, you know, very much a, a football guy. You know, you ask him a good football question, he'll give you a good football answer. Um, but, you know, I know sometimes with these guys who are first time coaches, you know, you, you maybe spread your wings a little more as a communicator in those press conferences, because it, it is your show, you know, in, in Indianapolis, it's Frank Reich's show. So, you know, in Chicago, now it's Matt Eberflus's show. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be, you know, the most, you know, flowing, you know, guy in terms of press conferences, but he doesn't need to be, what he needs to do is win. And he's got all the qualities of a winning football coach. He's just going to be his first shot at it. And, you know, again, there's nothing in his background that tells me he can't do it. Um, you just think about the the work that it has taken for him to get to this point. Matt Eberblitz is in his fifties. You know, it's not like he was a rising star, for five years, and then got a coaching job, Matt Eberflus, he he started at the low levels of college in a low job at University of Toledo, and then worked his way up to being a defensive coordinator in the Big 12 at Mizzou. But, you know, a lot of coaches at that point might have said, all right, I'm in my late 30s, like, I can make a career out of being a college coach, but he wanted to go to the NFL. So he took position coach jobs, and worked his way up for the last decade plus to now become an NFL head coach. And you've got to respect the work that he's put in because it has not been a, a road well-traveled for Matt Eberflus to get to this point. He has had to grind and do a lot of things really well and impress a lot of people along the way to get to this point. That's a great point, man, with some of that background because as has been the history with the Bears, they are, they, their MO is that they hire first time coaches. I mean, John Fox obviously was the one guy that, in, since Ditka, that, and Ditka was a first time head coach, too, that, you know, all these guys since the Lovey Smiths, Mark Tresman, Dick Duran, um, obviously Matt Nagy, first time coaches. But would you say that he, considering the breadth of experience and the fact that he's not a spring chicken, um, you know, 51, 52, as you said, do you feel like he is going to be more ready than, I know this is a tough one, more ready than the average first-time head coach to, to understand the flow of a 53-man roster and being in control of those men? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I don't know about, you know, comparing to the other guys, but I do know that he's ready for it. Um, you know, when you just talk about his leadership and what he is able to bring to a team and do a room of men Um, you know you you sometimes you know you hear about culture and it kind of becomes this like meathead thing of like ah they gotta have a good culture but that's real for players man like that is real and Matt Eberflus that Colts defense has had a great culture for the last four years that he has coordinated it so you know you carry that over to the full roster but you know, it's, it's a really impressive thing that he's built here in Indianapolis. And the, 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 proof is in the results. The Colts being a top 10 team in scoring defense three, of the last four years, the Colts being a top 10 team in takeaways for four years under Matt Eberflus, it, you know, the, those the results are what they are. And, you know, Darius Leonard becoming one of the best linebackers in the NFL under Matt Eberflus, like th- those results matter. The culture matters. The other thing I would just say for anyone who you know maybe wants to know more about the style that Matt Eberflus plays, go watch the the Colts game against the Titans in Week Three. The Colts lost that game. Carson Wentz is playing on two sprained ankles. The offense wasn't you know really up to it in that game. But that defense, even though Derrick Henry went over 100 yards, it was not an efficient day for Derrick Henry because the Colts rallied to the ball. They were like, "Hey, Derrick Henry is not getting yards after contact." We are going to have seven, eight guys flying to the ball in every single play, and that's what they did. That effort, that tenacity, is exactly what a Matt Eberflus defense is about at its core. Do you think he'll call him plays with the Bears, defensive plays? That's a good question. Um, he might. You know, yes. I, I think you've seen a lot of defensive coaches take that step. Um, but, you know, if he, if he doesn't, you know, maybe he brings in a trusted lieutenant of his to call plays. Um, you know, there are some options here on the Colts staff. If he's looking to hire some really talented, smart coaches, got a lot of them here in Indianapolis. So uh, he, he could do that, too. But, you know, whether he does or not, you know, his fingerprints are going to be on the scheme. That that is, you know, absolutely the case. That yeah, that makes complete sense. And we've seen that in the past with Bears defensive coaches like like Lovey Smith. Um, who I don't, didn't call the plays, I don't think, but it was certainly his. It was his team. defense, right? It, it was yeah. 100% his defense, yeah. and it was run his way, and I'm sure he, well, we know he had final call on plays if he wanted to, you know, box or X something out. He could certainly do something like that. Back to the offensive side, though, JJ, do you think that, because we saw it with Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy essentially, When he was hired by the Bears, he was very comfortable, Matt Nagy, to his credit and maybe a little bit to his downfall. He was willing to leave the defense alone, like give everybody that came to starting with Vic Fangio, Chuck Pagano, and then maybe to a lesser degree, Sean Desai, give complete autonomy. Like Matt Nagy almost felt like he didn't want to even deal with the defense. Do you think that Matt Eberflus will be similar with the offense in that he will bring in higher good people – to, to run that, that offense and to develop Justin Fields? Or do you think that Eberflus is the type of guy who wants to impose his will a little, little bit and be part of it and run, run it, even though he's a defensive guy, run, run an offense that he wants to run? It's a good question, you know, because some defensive coaches will go that route and they will say, hey, this is how I want to play football. Um, and sometimes that can lead to clashes with offensive coordinators, other guys, you know, you look at what's going on within Buffalo where, you know, Sean McDermott hired Brian Dable and that's worked out pretty well for that team with Josh Allen. So, um, you know, I, again, I, I would trust the plan that Iberflus has for the Colt, for the, uh, the bears offense and, you know, say like, look, whoever he brings in, whoever it might be is probably going to have you know, it's going to be his, that, that imprint going to be on the offense. It's going to be the offense that not only Matt Eberflus wants to run, but the offense that that offensive coordinator wants to run. Yeah. You mentioned some of the talent and the skill positions and the, and how good the Colts defense has been. He comes into a situation here now with the bears where the defense has not lived up to its standards, especially this past year. But there's big time names on that defense with obviously Roquan Smith, who I'm sure Iberflus will take great interest in and Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and, you know, Jalen Johnson and all of these guys. And I think that there's always that little part that you have to be careful not to come in and, you know, impose your will too much and change things too much is he the type of guy Eberflus who is capable of getting the most out of the talent and not be i don't know intimidated is the right word or not afraid to tell a veteran player hey here's the way I would like it done even if it's a little bit different or a little bit new or from what they're used to yeah there's no doubt that he will bring that mentality he's you know when i talked to Frank Reich before the season uh, you know, just about what he's come to appreciate about Matt Eberflus in four years. He, he told me that one of the things he likes is that there, there's no special treatment. The Eberflus <laughs> sets the same standard for every single player, you know, whether you are Darius Leonard, an all pro linebacker, or, you know, an undrafted free agent trying to make the team in training camp, the standard is the standard. And if you're, if you're short of that standard, then oh, it's probably someone else who can come fill that standard. So, Uh, That is something that, you know, just engenders a lot of respect in players in Matt Eberflus. And then the the other part of that, you know, you talk about those guys and and you start to realize the Bears have talent on defense. Like they're be good players. You just rattled off there. And Matt Eberflus, you know, you look at the talent the Colts have on that side of the ball and, you know, three pro bowlers this season. Kenny Moore, the second DeForest Buckner and then Darius Leonard, all pro bowlers this year. And some other really good guys over there, Xavier Rhodes, Julian Blackman's a really talented player, Kari Willis, Bobby Okereke, you can just go down the list, Grover Stewart here, Quiddy Pei. Um, you know, Iberflus is a guy who, who has a good track record of getting the most out of his talent. And that starts by setting that standard and then saying, this is what it is. And whoever you are, you have to meet it. A lot of times when you get a guy with the, the defensive mentality, and I, I guess I'm I, I shouldn't just go back to Lovey Smith because that was such a long time ago, but a lot of times the defensive coach, they have traditional interests on offense too, where it's, it's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, all of that kind of stuff is, as a guy who's been around a long time, you know, again, you know, in his, in his early fifties, you think that he would be, this is a guy who would be open to, and, you know, for lack of a better term, open offense and in getting in on the, the the scoring that exists in the NFL as opposed to just you know run the ball run the ball run the ball which is fine yeah. but you know what I mean right I mean you know you think about the offenses that Matt Eberflus has been around in Indianapolis you've had some offenses that are aired out you know the the Andrew Luck 2018 season Philip Rivers last year and then he had offenses that have been run oriented 2019 after Luck retired you know the Colts leaned pretty heavily on Marlon Mack that year and then this year Jonathan Taylor led the NFL in rushing by 520 something yards and was an unbelievable running back. So, you know, there are different things just in the last four years that he can draw upon. But the point is, can you score points on offense? You know, are you going to be able to put up the points that we need to win games? This is an offensive driven league. And, you know, I I think a lot of people sometimes like, oh, is a defensive coach? So he's going to be like, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Well, like the, the Bills have a defensive minded coach. They run the ball like less than anyone in the NFL. So these guys can be flexible in their thinking on that, and I would assume Matt Eberflus would probably be in the camp of being flexible with that. The last thing, and we're talking to J.J. Stankiewicz, writer for the Indianapolis Colts, used to write for the Bears in Chicago, well, for NBC Sports Chicago. You should follow him on Twitter at J.J. Stankiewicz, S. T. A. N. K. E. That is the, nice job. the way to – yeah, thank you, man. I got. I take pride in that kind of thing, right there. Hey, common spelling, right? Common. Spelling. Oh yeah, yeah. A yeah, lot of lot of stink <laughs> around. Yeah, <laughs> common spelling. Common. It, it's it said just actually it is a very easy name. People get intimidated by it, but it it's it sounds out just the way it's spelled. Stink-based. This is why I like you, Mark, because you nailed the the background of my name. It's uh, looks intimidating, but it's actually pretty easy to say and spell. It's actually easier than most names. It's just, yeah, it there's just, no W's in there. Like no. people love throwing W's or CZ's. Like, nah, none of that. Straightforward. <laughs> CZ's. Oh, they're deadly. Oh, yeah. the CZ. Yeah. Well, people see a K and a Z in your name and they just, people freak out. So I, I don't understand. But my last question for you, JJ, and you, you're awesome for jumping on this. I know you've been busy with more than just me in Chicago and uh, talking about. Matt Eberflus. Was he a guy like throughout this season that, or maybe even last year that people thought, Oh yeah, this is a guy that eventually is going to be a head coach and and was talked about in those circles prior to becoming the Bears head coach. Yeah, hundred percent. He had an interview with the Houston Texans last year for their head coaching opening. And you talk to people around the league and they'll tell you, Matt Eberflus has been on this track for a little while now, um, you know, since he, since becoming the Colts defensive coordinator. So Again, when, when you are a team that has a young quarterback and you hire a defensive coordinator, that guy's probably had a really impressive interview and multiple really impressive interviews. So, um, and, and, you know, it's not, again, I, like I said earlier, it's not like the bears reached to hire Matt Eberflus. The, the Jaguars are interested in him too. And th- th- this is something that he has earned over the course of his, his football life. And again, it's something I have no doubt he will succeed in, in Chicago. J.J., thank you so much. We appreciate your insight. Thank you. You got it, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Yep. That's J.J. Stankovitz from the Indianapolis Colts. And thank you for listening to the WBBM In-Depth Podcast. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or Apple Podcasts today. A news radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey.